Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello, hello. What's up? Well, you know, what's not coming down? What's not coming down? That's right. <laughs> the world. Yeah. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in, even when you're stuck at home. Welcome. I was thinking, are people still going to listen to podcasts? Yeah, they are, because they still got to do all their day-to-day stuff. They're listening like how I listen when I do the dishes and put away laundry. We hope you have AirPods. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because the kids, they can't listen to this. No. They got headphones or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Saw him at the gym. Does not have earpods. No, he has the plug-ins. Now that was very surprising. Listen, he's just like the rest of us. No, the rest of us have earpods. (laughs) (laughs) And don't rape people. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. So Gretchy slept over last night. I did. And um, we're drinking mimosas this morning. Clink, clink. We got to keep it going. Need the vitamin C. Yes. We should have actually just done champagne with emergency. Yeah. That would have been even better, but I think that'd be like bubbling everywhere. I told Tab I got a little back stock of that and she was real jealous. I was really jealous. But it's two hours away at my house. I'm not driving. Yeah. Sorry. Um, And this is really the last time you're driving. We're recording a couple episodes at you know, one weekend. Yeah. So my husband made Gretchen watch Contagion last night. Yeah, he did. To put the fear right in our souls. Yeah. There was a lively debate over whether or not this was a good idea. Clearly was not. Well, I don't trust your husband. So I knew right away (laughs) that it wasn't, but I did trust your friend, Natalie, who I call sex pot. Yeah. She said that it was not scary. No, she said it wasn't. She's like, it's what's on the news right now. But let me tell you what, Natalie, it was scary. It was really scary. scary. I had nightmares. I did have nightmares. So too. 
we don't recommend you watch Contagion. Okay. Not, not right now. And Natalie, you owe me a cocktail. It might be a little too close for comfort. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it is on Apple iTunes, one of the most watched movies right now. Of course it is. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. The other movie was the, what movie did he want us to watch? He Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler's thing. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe we should watch that next. Yeah. We'll get to it. <laughs> we will get to it. So Gretchy, my case today uh-huh. is about a girl that goes missing on a bicycle. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking that if we need to go anywhere, maybe we do ride our bikes these days. Well, I was thinking that would be one of the things I could let my kids do outside, right? Yes. Like ride bikes in circles around the neighborhood. I think so. Not going to let them go to the park. No, actually, I just saw in the news today that Italy's parks are all on lockdown. Like their gates are closed and no can do on the parks. I don't think you can go to the parks. I don't think it's socially responsible to go to the park. No. I think you need to, whatever you have at your house, you got to figure out how to make it as fun as possible for the kids and do the schedule and all that. Yeah, we're going to do all that. And board games, card games, Monopoly takes a long time, takes lots of hours. War also. You ever play war? I have played war. I played war last weekend in Vegas, by the way. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. And I won. Yeah, I was on I'm fire. So, I don't even know why I'm hanging out with you. Seriously, I should not even be in the same room with someone who went to Las Vegas. I know, you guys. So it was a really, I, I didn't know whether to go to Las Vegas or not. I was having like such, and by the way, this is not last week. This is like two weeks ago, three weeks ago by the time they hear this. Yeah. Okay. But it was for, who played? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Sorry. I was going to say Wade Newton. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it was so amazing. It was a tribute to Neil Diamond. And actually, everybody that was there was old. And they were from Vegas, and there was no confirmed cases. But yes, it's not smart. I will not go back to Vegas anytime no. soon. Nope. I'm glad that I did it. And I went on war. And I played, I rolled for 45 minutes at the craps table. That's amazing. It was bananas. People were winning so much money. If I played more than my $25, I would have won a lot of money too. I, I mean, I wonder if people but... are going to take up the online gambling because all the casinos are probably oh shutting down. I wonder. I wonder. Well, and then when we watched Contagion, that's where she was at the casino. Oh, the casino is so gross. And then I was like, oh no. Yeah. And my husband, I'm like, you just made me watch that. And I just went to Vegas, you asshole. Yeah. I'm going to say something else, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys stay safe. Listen to what people say. Don't have play dates, you guys. Like it's not, you know, I know everybody wants to like think it's normal, but it's not normal. I don't know. I think we're going to get a lot of hate for saying that because we are in it to panic. We're your panic party friends. Yeah. Well. We're the panic party. Yeah, we're the panic party. So everyone's going to say, stop panicking. Stop panicking. And don't party. buy into the hype. I know. My brother's already like, you're so stupid. And my mother-in-law's, it's a hoax. Better mm-hmm. safe. Well, okay, then fine. But you know what? I would rather just stay in my house and be safe and have my kids safe. And if it is a hoax, then it's like we had a good time at home and I yeah. have lots of Doritos. Sure. 
you know, I saw someone post something like, you know, what is not canceled family time, laughter. Yep. Love game shows, all that. That's what we watch so we every still night. have that. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make the most of it. Good. Okay. And we all stocked up on alcohol. I hope y'all did too. Yep. We have wine and cheese. I bought a lot of that frozen <laughs> orange juice. Oh, I've worn those. Like, is it the one in the the round carton? In the round carton. Oh gosh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I we're going to be drinking. I told my husband we're going to be drinking screwdrivers. Okay. Keep the vitamin C going. Well, I'm glad you didn't buy Sunny D. Um, no, but I do know some people who drink the Sunny D. Me too. My aunt drinks it. Yes. I was like, that's so gross. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, to each their own. I clink, know. Clink. I mean, some people like it, but not me. Or Champico. I have never had that. You never? Mm-mm. Really? No. Well, but maybe I'll try it one day. Maybe you will. Okay. Okay. Let's get on to it. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Gretchy. All right. This episode was brought to us by a listener. Ooh. Anne Gordy. And all of you guys on our Facebook private group, Housewives of True Crime group, may have noticed her post a couple weeks ago. And just to note that we did have a lot of people join our regular Facebook group. So if you want to join our private group, it's actually Housewives of True Crime group. So go over there. And thank you, Anne, for this. So in June 1999, a woman named Lisa Pate, she was 35 years old. She went missing from a town called Lafayette, Louisiana. You know, you're familiar? Yeah. I feel like I've heard of this town. Could it be called Lafayette? No, I think it is Lafayette. Okay. It has a population of 240,000 people. And back in 1999, it probably was like closer to 210,000 and home prices are anywhere from $200,000 to approximately, you know, in the millions. That's because there's kind of an oil hub there. That's why I thought you would know about it, Gretchy. Yeah. I think that is what, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was it was where Brittany's from, but she's from Shreveport. Oh, probably. I must've heard of Lafayette because of the oil thing. It looks like a nice southern town, about an hour from Baton Rouge and two and a half hours from New Orleans, a college town with lots of stuff to do on the weekends. And another one of our listeners, Nikki Hackett, who actually lives there, says there's a lot of festivals going on all the time. She gave me some deets on the town. Fun. Yeah. So as far as Lisa, we don't know a lot, unfortunately. And from all my research I could find, I can just tell you a lot of rumors and speculations. Okay. I do know that she was petite. She had a couple kids that lived with their grandparents. And she had just given birth two weeks prior to her disappearance. And the baby was given up for adoption. And like I said, she had children living with their grandparents and not with her. So she also worked at a nightclub bar type place. She was reported missing after she did not show up to her son's birthday party in early July. And that's what sparked concern. Oh, from these facts, 
I can speculate now that maybe Lisa lived on the rougher side of life, partied a little bit, gone for long periods of time. You know, it sounds bizarre, but for like a mother to do that, but I have somebody in my family that kind of lives that kind of lifestyle and he comes and goes and we never think twice. Like if he's not around for right weeks at a time and he also has a substance abuse problem and it is rumored that maybe Lisa did too. Okay. It's neither here nor there when it comes to a woman who would eventually be found on the side of a highway later that September in Church Point, Louisiana. So like I said, the info on Lisa is sparse. And I think my theory is because there was not Facebook or internet, and perhaps in 1999, she didn't even have a cell phone. I think she was just a bit of a wanderer and no one really worried about her, not even Lisa's family, because it was normal to not see her. And people were still using payphones all the time. Oh right? my gosh, I haven't so, thought about a payphone in a minute. I know. But 1999, that's when I got my first cell phone. Yeah. And I just, I think I was probably ahead of the times. I think so <laughs> too. Way. Also, we're in California. Yes. I don't think that, that it was necessary. abnormal not to have a cell phone. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely not necessary. So Lisa is fi- found on the side of the road with little concrete, with no concrete evidence or little, her case just went cold. Now we're going to fast forward to 2012. This petite blonde, 21 year old going to the university, Louisiana Lafayette goes missing. Her name is Michaela Shunick and she goes by the name Mickey. Hey Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey Mickey. Remember that song? Yeah. So let me describe Mickey to you. She's super blonde, crazy curly hair with like a lot of spunk. She's full of life, fun. And there's just like this magic spark to her when you see like pictures of her. She's got like this demeanor that you would just want to be friends with her. Okay. She lit up a room. Yeah, she kind of did with like her hair and her cuteness and, you know, she loves to ride her bike everywhere. It's just kind of like, she are people going to say that about you and me when we die, that we lit up a room? I hope so. I don't think they're going to say that about me. <laughs> I think they're going to say she was in the corner of the room. You might have seen her standing by the bar. Yeah, maybe. They'll say you lit up a room. Tab does so. bring the party. Sometimes. So... She is full of life and fun, and she loves to ride her bike everywhere. Oh, go Mickey. And she works. She has friends. She goes to school. She's pretty busy. She sounds like us when we were in college. Mickey lives with her family in the town, and her family includes her dad, mom, brother, and sister. So on May 20th, Mickey's brother was graduating from high school and Mickey's parents noticed that Mickey didn't come home the night before. And they just, you know, they're like, oh, she'll make it to the graduation. They go to the graduation and Mickey never shows up. At first, the parents and her siblings are like not really that worried because she's a college kid. Yeah. 
It could happen. Yeah. Spend the night at your friend's house, whatever. But as the day went on and Mickey wasn't picking up her cell phone, her family started to panic. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Side note about Mickey's mom. She is like this cute, hippie looking lady. Like she's got all this different color hair and. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. She's just the cutest. Okay. You got to I'm going to post a picture of her. Okay. And you could tell that she looked like Mickey when she was younger. And the sister also, her name is Charlie. She looks just like Mickey. Like they look like twins. So the police are called and the hunt is on for this bubbly college student. For the police in this town, something felt eerily familiar. Remember that petite woman that went missing 13 years ago? I mean, she was small and cute. Maybe a little like Mickey, but not really. So they did put it in the back of their minds, though, right? Yeah. And really, the police were like, who does this? It's usually somebody in a person's own backyard, so to speak, right? So where was Mickey the night before? She was with her buddy named Bretley at a bar. So Bretley is brought in for questioning and he brings a lot of suspicion. He's a single guy. He's kind of dorky. Says Mickey left his house after they went to the bar. They went and grabbed food. So they rode their bikes to the bar, rode their bikes home. He drove to get food. And then after they got food, Mickey hopped on her bike at 1.40 in the morning to go home. I don't like that. Yeah. So what I was going to say is I'm sure you're like me, Gretchy, and that just doesn't sit well with you. No, but you know what? Hmm. I did that when I was in my 20s. I would, a a couple of times, I, instead of just calling a cab, I rode my bike downtown and then would take that scary beach trail. Like we just did the fun run on. I've done it too. Yeah. To back to my place in Pierpont. At about 1.40 in the morning. I've done it too. I mean, I We're lucky to be alive. (laughs) I know. I know. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Bretley, what the heck? Like, you have a car. Don't let your girlfriend, not, and she's not a girlfriend, she's a friend, but a girl, get on a bike at 1 a.m. by herself. Like, that is not smart. But you're not smart in your 20s. And we've done it. And- it's a college town and lots of biking happens in right. college towns, just like a lot of biking happens in beach towns. So yeah. it just happens. So Bretley's asked hard questions and he denies everything. They even say like, did you have sex with her? He's like, no, we didn't have that kind of relationship. And and they're like, but you probably wanted to, you know, like they think that he wanted to. And she was like, no, you're a dork kind yeah. of thing. And he's like, no, we're just best friends. Like, that's it. This is what happened. And he's the only suspect at this point. So the investigators start gathering videos from where her bike path would be, right? So where she would have ridden home. And they gather videos from all the businesses in the surrounding areas. Like if Circle K had a surveillance video, they gathered it. If this law office had a 
video, they gathered it. And then they went to like 140 a couple hours before. I mean, this takes like crazy amount of work to do. Right. Just sifting through this stuff. So pop, they see Mickey on one of the business surveillances riding her bike after 140 in the morning. And that immediately clears Bretley. Okay. Of any involvement. So these cops worked diligently looking through every business video on the route that she had taken. And from yard to yard, they tracked her from business to business. They collected footage from everyone and went frame to frame and basically tracked all the way until she just vanishes. So they know pretty much exactly where she goes missing, but they can't see any like concrete detail, you know, like that part of like where she vanished, they don't see anything. And you know, what's really creepy on one of the videos that they think like is the last known place that she was. It's in a, um, like a gas station parking lot is like where the footage comes from. And there's a police officer Uh. right there. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like yards away, there's a police. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's Fastapro. 
Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Yeah. And then she goes missing. So I would like to say that all police departments and detective agencies took this much action, but I don't think they do. No, I was just thinking that. Yeah. So they piece together, you know, her whereabouts and they're trying to figure out anything else. And then they get a lead. There is a white truck driving in front of Mickey in one frame, then behind Mickey, then abruptly turns to follow Mickey, and then Mickey vanishes. So they think that this white Chevy truck could possibly hold the key to the answers of where Mickey could be. But having a white truck is pretty much like having Botox in Orange County. My husband drives a white truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and in Louisiana, I think everybody has a white truck. Yeah, but So Mickey's sister, Charlie, and her parents were so diligent about staying in the community, going on the news, asking for information, begging for info. And investigators also put the word out on anyone to come forward with any that looks suspicious, that has a white truck. They're looking for any information on this white truck. And they wait. And like not even a week or so goes by and they find Mickey's bike. Oh. A fisherman found it about 30 miles away in a swamp. And it looks like it was hit by a truck, just the right size of that Chevy. And so at this point, it's, grim. Okay. They're thinking Mickey's probably not alive. Mickey's family is hopeful that she is alive and the guy's just holding her hostage or whatever. Yeah. You know, but I think the investigators probably know that they're not going to find right. A live human. And right after that, another lead comes in from Texas. A white truck was burned to the ground all the way burned. They just found it randomly. Right. Okay. But the person didn't remove their license plate from the truck. So they could still see the license plate numbers and they run the plate through their CCD cameras in the city of Lafayette and bam, that truck was in Lafayette the same day that Mickey went missing and the CCD camera was so clear they could see like everything that was in the back of this guy's truck. This is impressive detective work. I'm impressed. It's amazing. Yeah. We don't really have cases like this. No. This one I I thought like this is this is great. I mean this is what everybody should be doing. Yeah. So they found that this truck has a beam that's sticking out the back of it, like a post or something long. Okay. And they compared it to the footage of the white truck. And you understand this is at nighttime. So the truck is, it's like a black and white. They're kind of like zooming in to see, but they see that that truck also has the beam sticking out of it. I mean, thank God for these cameras. Jackpot. So they run the plate and bam, find a registered sex offender named Brandon Laverne. Looks like Brandon has been a piece of shit for years. He was in jail in 2000 for aggravated 
oral sexual battery. He got released eight years later. So, you know, it had have been bad to go to jail for eight years. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, what, what a piece, right? So they're like, seems like he's it. Yeah. Just when they're running the plates and figuring out who Brandon is, two tips come in from the tip line. One from a car dealer who just sold Brian a truck that looked identical to his other truck. And the guy said Brian was acting real weird. He said his truck was stolen and he had all these wounds to which he said he was robbed at a gas station. Mm. And they said that like a thing of Mickey came up on the news in the car dealer and he got just like real shook up. Okay. Okay. Another tipster came in who actually was Brandon's future father-in-law who said Brandon came home with a bunch of stab wounds Drove a white truck and couldn't really tell a complete story on how he was robbed and where his truck went. So quickly, police arrest Brandon and they even brought in his future wife for questioning on what is going on. Yeah. And the future wife, I watched her interrogation or just like her question. I mean, they're not really interrogating her. They're just like, hey, do you know any of this about your future husband and she is so distraught like she can't even believe that she was gonna marry somebody that had anything like this okay like could you even imagine no real Jekyll and Hyde situation for her she's like beyond herself ah so I watched on one program um they portrayed Brandon to have this sex addicted double life, like nice guy at home. And then he was an escort patroller at night, often sleeping with sex workers. And possibly this night he couldn't find a sex worker. And so he saw Mickey ride by and just hit her with his truck. Yeah. That was what he was going to do. So side note real quick. Brandon did sue that publication that said that about his sex addiction um, while he's in jail because he said it's not true. But I don't know. I mean, I just read that law. Okay. The judge dismissed it. So he must have thought that it was true enough. Okay. Okay. And remember Lisa from 1999? Well, guess what? Brandon was actually a suspect in that murder back then. Really? The district attorney had actually brought that case to the grand jury, and the grand jury determined there wasn't enough evidence. Oh, damn. So they knew pretty much 100% that Brandon was their guy, and he was denying it. Even though, by the way, they found Mickey's mom's phone number in his truck, which is weird. Odd. Yeah. So they were like, hey, buddy, we're going to. We're going to try you. We're going to put you right to the death penalty for two murders. And he, and they gave him like an option, like give you a plea deal of life in prison without parole. If you plead guilty to the two murders and you show us where Mickey is because they still didn't have a body. Oh yeah. I hate that. 
And you hate that what? They have to do a plea deal? Well, I hate that when there's no body. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just see, for the family. Yeah. It, and also, if there's no body, it's harder to get a conviction. For sure. And even like a death penalty conviction is probably even tougher. So because it's like, are we 100% sure that he was yeah. actually driving the car? You know, I, I think there's doubt there that you yeah. can say, so this is amazing that they got him to do it. And he did. He told him what happened. And he says that he hit Mickey and made her get in his car. And when she knew that it was a bad situation, she tried to call 911. And at that point, he took out his knife and she sprayed him with mace. Oh. And then he started to stab her. And he thought she was dead. So she kind of slumps over. And I, and I think she pretends dead. Okay. So he's driving to go dump her and she pops up and starts stabbing his ass oh my with God. his knife. And she, she almost kills him. And then he grabs a gun and he shoots her in the head one time. Ugh. awful, awful. But she was a fighter and she almost made oh. it. Like if he didn't have the gun, she would have, she would have gotten away. Yeah. So from there, he was so badly wounded that he couldn't bury her. So he just dumped her near a cemetery and covered her with shrubs and then went to the hospital. That's how bad he was. Wow. And he said that he was mugged at the hospital. And then later he went back and moved her and buried her. He then went to Texas, burned his car, tried to collect insurance money on his car and buy another one. He claimed he was robbed and the truck was stolen. He also tried to pay off somebody at the DMV to not put sex offender on his license with 500 bucks. But it didn't work? No, I don't think you can do that. Well, go DMV employee for not taking the $500. And you really want to put yourself at risk? And snaps to this father-in-law who is like, no, 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 no. I know, right? Yeah. So he also confessed to Lisa's murder. And when, from what I could gather, he actually knew Lisa and he talked her into going away with him one weekend and he killed her when things didn't go his way. And I think didn't go his way sexually, I'm thinking. And then he dumped her on the side of a highway out of sight. <sighs> so this POS which means piece of shit, if you didn't yeah. know, <laughs> is still in prison. Thank God. Good. But let me tell you, he tried to escape in 2018. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, really? What did he do? Dig a hole? I don't know. I don't, th- I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't say, but he's like in the bad part. Okay. You know, if you get in trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not a ideal prison inmate. No. Um, he has also repeatedly tried to contact the victim's family in calling and letters. He even sent a letter to a family member to give to the family. I don't know. I guess that's totally against protocol. Yeah, that's horrible. And I don't know what he was trying to say, but I really wish I did. Yeah. I wish I could see what he 
wants to say to this family member. Well, you could I write him tab. I don't want to do sure that. I'm sure he'd write you back. Well, obviously he's really into reaching out. Yeah. Another thing in my research, I did look up Brett Lee. And the only thing I could find was an article written about him in the Daily Advertiser in 2014. It was like question answer piece, like, who are you? What do you like to do? These kinds of things. Uh huh. But there was a couple questions that I thought were interesting. He's a baker and he's a bike enthusiast like Mickey was. Yeah. He even biked across America. Okay. He describes himself. These One of the questions was that I thought it was interesting was a five words to describe yourself. And he says, a baker, a biker, foodie, weird, and eager. So that's when I said he was kind of dorky. He also describes himself as a little weird. He seems like a cool guy when I read this article. Listen, I don't like anybody that uses the word foodie. <laughs> and I love food, but I think when you describe yourself as food, as a foodie, I think it's a little pretentious. Yes. Yeah, I know you do. But he wakes up at three in the morning to go bake bread or something. Listen, also, and he I, rides don't, his bike across America. I don't like, I hope that's when he's riding his, his bike because another thing that I find annoying are road bikes. I know. Because I'm afraid I'm going to hit them. I'm but, afraid the sun is going to get in my eyes and I'm going to hit them. You know, I love road biking so much. It's like one of my favorite things to do. But do it I on a trail or a path. It's not on the that's street. That's not a road bike, dude. But yes, I do think it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. So I don't do it. Except in like a triathlon. But I would do like a century or something like that. Well, it's dangerous in Los Angeles. It is really dangerous here. And a lot of people do it. It's real annoying. So, and then... Here's the one other question that they asked in this interview. And it was more questions in this, either just the two I picked out. It says, what do you most regret? And he says, I wish I would have forced a friend to ride home with me. I think I could have made sure they were still here with us today. Oh, and that's sad yeah. because he probably did now thinking about this and, and finding this article. I bet you he was like, let me just drive you home. And she's a strong girl. And she was like, no, I'm fine. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. And I would have done that too. Yeah. I've been like, no, yeah. I'm like, I'm a big girl. I can do it. You know, like you don't need to drive me home. Don't go. It's out not your fault, Brettley. No, she not. made her own decision. So, I mean, that explains it. She was strong, independent, and she fought for her life and she almost won. She's also the reason that they found him. Yeah. Right? If she did not fight the way that she fought, nobody would have thought twice about his stab wounds. Like, they, she, he wouldn't have stab wounds. Right. You know? And um, her mother wrote in something, she refuses to be a victim. My courageous child faced down a monster now I think I can face monsters too. And so can you, which is a good thing for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Mickey Shunick. Rip. Her sister was very, very involved, by the way, on like finding her and 
she's been on all these interviews and all the shows and keeping her memory alive. So every year they do a bike ride around the path that she rode and they put her bike in all white, like in one of the markers. Oh my gosh. Sad. Sad. But a lesson to fight. A lesson to fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And. And don't get on your bike at 140. No, please don't. You know what? Please go um, friend. Also at 140, that's when all the people are leaving the bars. Yeah. It's just a bad time to be on the road, even if you're in a car, by the yeah. way. It's just really bad time. Yeah. So everybody, we want everybody to stay safe every way they can. Stay in your house. <laughs> I don't think they have a choice. Right now? Right now. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. No. Don't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Don't breathe. You guys, I'm dying. Drink heavily. I can't go to panic. Starbucks. Panic. Everyone panic. I, I'm panicking about Starbucks. I went and I was, I told the lady there, I was like, she's like, hey, Tabitha. I was like, I'm not coming anymore. She's like, what do you mean you're not coming anymore? I was like, I can't come to Starbucks. I'm like, you guys are probably closing. She's like, I don't know. I know. Spread the panic. Yeah, that's what I did the other day at Trader Joe's. <laughs> the checker, I was like, how long do you think you're going to be opening? Stay open. And he was like, we're going to be open every day. We're, we have a truck come in every day and really we'll just clean right. if, you know. And I'm like, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> that's what I told the lady I don't at think Target. so. And he was like, really? I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was feeling guilty this morning. I woke up before you. And so I made myself a cup of coffee with one of... Tabs now coveted Starbucks, Starbucks. K-Cups. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> she's going to hate this. You didn't even use a generic brand? No. No, I don't have a generic brand. All I have is Starbucks. Guys, I was so. like, well, this was, what was out on the counter? Sorry. I owe ya. Did it taste good? Tasted amazing. It did? Good. Because I'm really nervous about not having... I just like espresso, though, so I don't know what to do. Yeah, you kind of need an espresso maker. I'll 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 school you. I need an espresso maker though. You can just buy this little pot that you put on your stove that you put the espresso beans in. Oh and it, yeah, it's like twenty five bucks. You should order one on Amazon now. Okay, I know. I'm already like to like disinfect the Amazon boxes that come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that too. You guys, there's people that we know that have it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. So clink, clink, guys. Stay safe. And we'll be back, you know, for our bonus on Thursday. This is a bonus crime, Gretchy. Yeah, it is. We're about to get into it. We're going to record it right now. So it's going to be a good one because. Find it on Patreon. Find it on Patreon. That's where it's home. <laughs> it's on like, it's on like Donkey Kong on yep, Patreon. On Patreon. <laughs> okay, guys. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.